This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to Carl and Gabe Go to the Movies, a podcast about the Matrix. I just had deja vu. Oh. Yeah, it's almost like we recorded 27 minutes of this podcast before, and then the SD card got corrupted. It yeah, was, as it was if, an anomaly. Yeah. It, it would... feels like that happened, but I'm not sure. It's almost like he was in a past life. Past podcast, maybe. It was just, We were saying some incredibly insightful, yeah. meaningful things. And my brain was wiped, so I don't know... I don't know what I was saying. And Just imagine that when we were talking before that it was twice as good as what you're about to hear. We did start with, would you take the red or blue pill? So let me introduce you first. <laughs> Joining us today, you've already heard his voice for the third time. I'm not saying he can dodge bullets. What I'm saying is that when he's ready, he won't have to. It's Jacob Giesbrecht. I can't dodge any bullets, but... Have you tried is the question. How could you... You don't know if you, you can can't, if yeah. you haven't tried. So I'm going to go get... We're, we're, <laughs> after after we're going to try this me. right now. <laughs> we're going to go get a gun, and you're going to try dodging it. This is Mississauga. <laughs> and uh, Chicken Land is open. Whoa, let's not there talk about chi- the Chicken Land chicken murders. Chicken Land shooting and murders. Let's not... Of, of earlier this year, and now Chicken Land is in full operation. Wow, Chicken so Land's I, back. Uh, and with me as always, uh, he knows he's not the one. It's Carl. I do know. I am the one. If I am the one, if I believe it, that's what go. I learned from the Matrix. Yeah, and you I, just have, I, and I believe I am the one. You just gotta believe. <laughs> All right. So, would you take? Okay, we. You said, Gabe said he would. I take the blue pill. I want that steak like Joe Pantaloni. I want that juicy. Even Juicy still? steak. I want to know. I want to know that it's real in my mind. Yeah, but you I want to not care that it's not real. Okay, I would take the red pill because at least I know what's, what is real. And I would take the red pill because I don't mind terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to have to live in the sewers is what I'm getting yeah, at, but, really. Yeah, but like we had discussed, you could still live in the Matrix, but you know it's not real, so you could like experience it in a whole new way. No, I'm surprised your mind wasn't changed by that. Cause yeah, like that's it, like the best. You get best of both worlds. You know what's real, and you can still go into the Matrix. It it becomes like your own little Playground. personal video game that you could die in. But <laughs> <like>. <laughs> Just don't get shot. But if you but if you're Neo, that's the and you're thing. Lucky. Once once you know that it's the Matrix, and then the Smiths are after you, and they're gonna kill you. So yeah, but if you're Neo, you can just stop bullets. Yeah, I guess so. But so, you, but you but you're not Neo. Well, so we'll have to find out, won't we? Well, let's before we talk about the philosophy of the Matrix. Well, well, we'll dip it in and out of that. But let's talk about the Matrix Resurrections, the latest movie from Lana Wachowski. Um, I'll read this synopsis to find out if reality is a physical or mental construct. Mister Anderson, aka Neo, will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. If he's learned anything, it's the choice, while an illusion, is still the only way out of or into the Matrix. Neo already knows that he Neo already knows what he has to do, 
But what he doesn't know yet is that the Matrix is stronger, more secure, and far more dangerous than ever. That was too long. Well, I'm going to edit that out. And I'm going to edit out you saying that was too long, too. <laughs> Why? So how about that? <laughs> you shouldn't edit out architect. what you just said. So people have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, edits out, he edits out anything that's funny on the podcast. He's like, this is funny. I'm editing how, it out. How is me reading the same thing twice funny? How is that funny? I don't know. It's funny to me. Well, so, the content so, of what you were saying. How about this? How about you read the plot synopsis? Is <laughs> he's really upset right now? You're literally the dyslexic red. guy is making fun of me <laughs> for stumbling. <laughs> he got so angry. All right, I pause. You read that very well. No, I didn't. Very proud of you. No, I didn't. All right. So, Jacob, what did you think of the Matrix Resurrections? I had trouble following the single line of philosophic questioning that they were norm that I was expecting from a matrix movie as the originals normally posed pretty clear and very engaging and accessible questions about reality and virtuality and choice. This movie did not seem to do that nearly as well and took a lot of interpreting and extrapolating to try to understand what the overarching message or question was that they were trying to pose i thought that the third movie actually kind of didn't really ask a philosophical question either the the matrix uh, what was it revolutions or what was it called it was just kind of a you know it tried to be a finale about neo and agent smith fighting it out to the death and it didn't really pose any additional questions it just kind of gave jada pinkett some badass scenes and <laughs> that, that was about it and some cool action scenes it, it turned into just a pure action film yeah the first one asked so many good questions well one really interesting philosophy that's what i think the difference is it's the mm -hmm. first one sticks to like the one concept and then when they kind of you you go through that this, they, they try to keep adding to that and then it gets it, it gets like over it, it gets you complicated and it, and what questions can you ask like what's what's a bigger question than is what is this or you know what's reality yeah it's it's fundamentalism yeah. you know at at the most basic level how can we know anything is is real but right. I, I don't know the, for the third one um revolutions that to me the the overarching question was more about fate because mm. we had an understanding that, you know, Neo was the one. What did that mean? Neo, we still weren't entirely sure if Neo was the one, despite we, seemingly never really obvious uh, answers to that question over and over again. But they kept doubting it for whatever reason. And the third one was more about if, if all that uh, happens is the humans lose every time, and they just reboot the Matrix, even if the humans technically, you know, win, whatever that means. The Matrix just gets rebooted, and there's another another iteration. Uh, the question is more about fate, and, you know, how do you avoid fate, and how do you escape that? Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that, that is what that movie asks. Well, and and, and it, it talks, it, it does a little bit about, like, um, kind of like prophecy, like, Smith, when he's standing there, he goes, I'm supposed to say this, and then this is supposed to happen, right? And then, yeah, I guess it, it just kind of asks the question, like, is is everything 
predetermined kind Which, of. Yeah, in the context of virtuality and like a digital world, makes a lot of sense because yeah, it is governed by rules, and as far as fate goes, in like I don't know, in virtuality, well, yeah, uh, even a concept of time might be difficult to um, extrapolate from you know normal reality. So, can the future be known in a computer code with everything predetermined because it's coded yeah well we were discussing in previous pod i guess the previous recording on like what the message of the of this movie was and i don't know what you you thought it was a little more non like it was kind of all over the place you weren't sure what it was asking i didn't i agree with you on that but I, we did talk about how i thought they did kind of we were talking about like current situation with like news media and social media and all that kind of thing and how like are we who, who controls do we control it or does it control us and you know, we were talking about how in this Matrix movie they kind of touch on that by saying the Matrix was the new Matrix is created on emotion, not on f- like a fact. Like one plus one equals two. And I think that you you seem to kind of miss you. You thought you missed that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you had said that originally, that sparked some uh, some interesting thoughts because I hadn't really considered the parallels between. Um, how Neil Patrick Harris was essentially uh, manipulating those who were trapped within the Matrix um, using emotion as opposed to um, just trying to recreate reality. The difference between this new iteration um, of the Matrix and the old one being um, if you knew that you could leave the Matrix the or, or that you were in the Matrix, the... Uh, question of would you leave is almost obvious to everyone else this new one frames it as what if we try to emotionally coddle you in a way that makes you not want to leave even if you knew had that choice if even like if trinity you, yeah. chooses almost not to go mm-hmm. exactly She's, she you know and they and, the, and it's kind of cool because they manipulate her in a way they give her a family yeah they give her kids and and they like they give her just enough of her like what she wants, like she's a mo- she she gets to uh, ride motorcycles. She works in a cool shop. Like give her just enough of her like wants, but not all of it, so that it coddles her into this like behavior of, you know, like I'm happy, kind of. Right, and not just all happiness, a little bit of responsibility too. Right. It was enough of her authentic self where she's doing some of the things that she definitely really likes, but also makes sure there's uh, an aspect of responsibility where like even though she thinks maybe she might be happier leaving, she does have a responsibility for other people to remain in the matrix. I mean, that's actually a really good point because a little while ago I was talking to my dad. I'm just saying, you know, I really don't use Facebook anymore. I should just delete it. It like, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, but he said, well, I mean, you can do that, but honestly, cause I live in another country now. Um, that's really one of the main ways we can stay in touch. And he really appreciates seeing what I'm up to. And I know many other people appreciate that. And I sometimes like to see what other people are up to. And so there is this sense of responsibility to remain online, to remain in touch with people. Yeah, like Um, I'm Polish and a lot of my family lives in Poland. That's one of the only reasons I have Facebook is because my grandma um, wants to see my photos and she, you know, that's kind of like a way of us connecting with that even 10, 20 years ago, you couldn't have, but you feel kind of a social pressure because you want them, because you want them to be able to interact with you in that way. So you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it 
yeah. them. There's in it's a, way. a it's a yeah. sympathetic interpretation of the Matrix in a sense. The Matrix yeah. in 1999 was this garish, bad, dreary. Although they were trying to make it look you know more or less like actual reality, but generally they were depicting the Matrix as this uh, you know it was the product of just a machine. What are we going to do? How do we mm. fight the machine? And here we're saying, look, technology is actually not all that bad. There are many ways that we are going to need technology in many ways it improves our lives. So if we're sympathetic to some of those aspects that actually benefit us, well, there might not be that much more incentive to leave a matrix or, or leave this technology behind. How do we choose between living in this framed world world that's framed by technology um and one that's completely abandoned it but also all the benefits that are associated with it all that makes it sound like a much more interesting movie than it really is though like this movie is obsessed with referencing itself it it's at, at one point neo asks why they want to make a new Matrix video game because he's a video game programmer who makes who made a video game trilogy called the Matrix Trilogy. It's kind of clever, though, how they did that because the machines thought if they convince him that he created this world, then any of memories he has of it, they can convince him he's just crazy. That he's that he's imagined these things, yeah. yeah. But then the, then the movie, someone tells him that he has to make a new video game because their parent company, Warner Brothers has said that they're going to make a new Matrix video game with or without yeah. Neo, right? So it, in that way, it, it's it's like a little bit of a ugh, groan when you hear that. But also, it makes it very clear that Neo is now, or maybe has always been, a proxy for Lana, or and possibly for Lana and Lily, who, who wrote these movies, right? Right. I mean, I, again, I did say this, earlier <laughs> um but i didn't think the first one was as obviously some sort of allegory for um right transitioning I should, and that sort of yeah. thing Def, I, I, I can definitely that. read yeah. that into this movie definitely yeah. but um uh, if that was the whole purpose of this movie too it seems like okay so this was based on a desire to make more money off a nostalgic um, return to something that people are familiar with, but put a little bit of a spin on it. Yeah. But also reference the hell out of ourselves for doing this and then say, hey, it's fine because I just, I, I told you what this was. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's, and Lana said that it, that she came up with the idea for this movie after her friend and her mom and dad passed away and she was going through a really tough time. And one night she was crying and, had the idea for this story come into her head and it was comforting to her to bring back to life two fictional characters that her and her sister had created that that had meant so much to them right to bring them back to life was comforting after having lost these people who meant so much to her in real life yeah i thought that like the movie tried to get philosophical but it only tried to ask questions and it didn't go out of its way to really answer any of those questions or explore them so it's kind of like a facade like it's mostly just a nostalgic story trying to recreate the first matrix in a lot of ways even characters saying the same lines 
oh no, that's you know that's Agent Smith and right, oh yeah. that's that's a new Morpheus and the first the first yeah. like ten minutes of this movie are just a recreation of oh, the, first, the scene. first scene of the first movie, but with the characters swapped yeah. out but saying the same thing. Like I mean, they have Morpheus finding Neo, even though it's not the real Morpheus, training him to be the one, and Trinity's the one, mm-hmm. and like it, it so it. I think it attempts to kind of ask some philosophical questions, but it's not clear what those questions are. And then it never really lets you explore them. Cause it, it I don't know if it's not long, long cause it takes so long to get into even starting with the philosophical questions that by you're an hour and a half in. Right. And, and well, so, I, I think that the point of the repeating scene at the beginning to being like, I've seen this before was to just get across the idea of the hamster wheel that Neil Patrick Harris has Created. architect character has put these people on right so you're you're just like i've seen this before and it's all predetermined events right and then it makes you start to think was the entire series the entire original series just predetermined events right we know that neo uh isn't the first person to be the one right when he discovers yeah, different that different iteration er- yeah how do you say that word iterations iterations yeah iterations of the matrix had had different ones and different conclusions mm-hmm. so yeah and they they give neo the choice and he thinks that he's making a unique original choice but maybe he made maybe there were other versions of the one who made the same choice and it's all just the same yeah. pattern repeating itself i mean that could be the case the thing is like we there was like a fundamental reality too. There was like more than the matrix and there was Neo who did like basically supernatural shit. And even right? in like the real he, world, he was yeah. able to in stop the, in, like yeah. in the real world. He used like the force to like kill the, some sentinels and yeah. stuff like that. He like, he was doing straight up like made, supernatural which stuff. Made me wonder is the, the world they're in uh simulation. And I thought that's what, what we were talked about. We both thought yeah. that's where it was going to go. Like we thought it was gonna be like meta, where it's like the, it's they're in the matrix. When so when you wake up in the real world, it's also just another matrix. I was thinking that's where it could go because like they could I mean, in the trailers they had those people on their uh, cell phones and that sort of thing. You're like, oh, is this where we're gonna go? We're gonna start uh, this kind of commentary on on social media and how right. we're plugged in in a, in a new way. And it is kind of where they took it. That was a, such a cool shot, though. It's like a, a, to me, it was like. You, there's a reflection in the top and everyone's looking at their phones and it's like a reflection of society mm-hmm. and there's only one person who sees mm-hmm. everybody else is too blind by the technology to even look up to see what it looks like well that's the thing that's really unfortunate because i thought like there were really really solid single lines that they were delivering yeah. peppered throughout the entire movie that were like really really good and there were really really great scenes aside from the ones that were basically just rehashing some of the old scenes and that sort of thing you'd say they were like uh, you know uh not montage i'm trying to think of the word an homage an homage yeah. to the original it felt it felt a little bit like uncle ben telling peter parker for the one millionth time with great power comes great responsibility it's like, exactly okay we we get kill it we've aunt heard may to say that already we've heard yeah. this <laughs> you have to kill aunt may now but but that's Bruce wayne's parents have to die we get it but that's the thing it's like so but they had like genuinely really great scenes here as well. So they like good lines, good scenes. It just, there wasn't anything clearly connecting them. I, I know like they were connected, but what was so great about the original was that there was a very clear 
philosophic question and plot line basically we, and this was very convoluted and yeah. you really had to dig into it and extrapolate and interpret to understand it and yeah that was its and biggest i think that's weakness. that's what you said philosophy is very like straightforward it, you ask a question good philosophy is very good philosophy straight. It, it, yeah. it poses a question you don't have to like look into the question the question is posed and that's what it's trying to ask versus that's what I thought the original did so well. Mm. It posed a question. What it was is accessible. Reality? Yeah. And now this one was like, you know, all these little, you know, metaphors and callbacks and it's, it's too much. Maybe we should, cause we all agree that it, it had potential, but it didn't really. So maybe we should talk about the general philosophy. Maybe cause I mean, I don't know. It, it just, it really, I said earlier when, when it really lost me with the self-referential stuff, was when the Frenchman just popped up and like they're having like a fight and then he just like pops up in the corner and he's like moving around them as they're fighting and he's shouting criti- critiques at Neo like you you ruined the genre with this cheap action stuff and it's just like okay we we get it Lana Neo is represents you in this movie right and it's like uh, I, I don't know it, it kind of lost me in that moment I guess no that's fair and but that's the thing like it was overdone mm-hmm. everything it seemed that they did with the meta stuff was like oh that was actually kind of an interesting way I, I haven't seen someone do i haven't seen someone reference their own movie in their own movie before like <laughs> yeah, this. yeah how interesting that that's quite neat but at the same time it was like are we gonna do this the whole fucking movie yeah exactly is this is this the movie because you're explaining to me why i'm here in the theater watching you and paying money to see this I don't think this is what I paid for. <laughs> well, when you think about it, it actually follows the, the original movie pretty much the exact same way. Like you have, you know, Neo's found, Neo takes red pill, Neo wakes up, Neo falls in love with Trinity or is in love with Trinity, saves, has to save her, uh, fights Smith. Except uh, for this time, Trinity saves Neo. And, and then this time, and so, you know, they're still on the roof. It's they a do the different whole, movie. They're on the roof. <laughs> they jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And then they defeat the matrix i guess and then they fly so it, it literally is because it literally is the first movie just reimagined i guess in- yeah it's, it, it's like it's like is it i don't know it just felt like the entire movie was kind of just like comfort food you know you know what it you know what it doesn't do it doesn't add anything to the matrix that i was hoping for like i thought it would be adding some kind of new layer and it didn't do that it, it just kind of but I, yeah, everything you guys are describing is the irony of the entire movie. Because if the if it is the case that the whole philosophic premise and novel idea here is that um, you know, and even within the movie, in a very meta way, that uh, we are emotionally attached to our technology now, and it is uh, it does service us in many ways and we have to find reasons why to leave it behind and how we can perhaps work with it because that was a big thing with the theme with the movie is that there were some kinds of technology that were good and that we could use them and 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 integrate into our lives and that was that was interesting but at the same time this entire movie in virtue of its meta nostalgic bullshit was doing just that it was emotionally coddling us in a right. way that that's it's actually very also true. at the same yeah. time saying that's something that we should escape and this was the nemesis in the movie 
So you get you come out of the theaters and you're like, was the purpose of this movie to tell me that I shouldn't see this movie anymore? <laughs> Did you just tell me to stop watching this? Did Warner Bros. Is, force you at a point of a gun to make yes. it? Yes. <laughs> and and this, the secret message is to just not watch the movie <laughs> you idiots what are you doing here you fools you sheep yeah. what are you <laughs> but isn't like that the, the whole what's happening to cinema now in general like tell me we watch original movies all the time like mm-hmm. we watched a bunch this year but i talk to people about movies all the time and so many people don't see all all people watch is sequels prequels uh marvels you know what i mean it, it, no one there's not an original movie most people watch anymore everything is is done be done already and it's like this like we're so hungry like are we so hungry for this is maybe i, I, th- I is think that we, a philosophical answer we should question are we we are we making all these sequels and prequels because we're 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 longing for a different time well i mean that's probably more of a psychological question than a philosophical question. i mean it could be a philosophical question i don't know how to answer that i think there's something to be said about discomfort and its purpose and meaning in life and survival i mean yeah value comes from hierarchy um and if you just try to make everything milk toast um movies themselves don't have as much value anymore i think and i think that's a problem um set don't yourself, say anything anymore either. yeah set yourself apart set yourself apart even if you know for whatever reason and your movie will become something if it if it distinguishes itself but if you're just trying to comfort your audience constantly by giving us the same thing you'll make money sure but well, like, that saps something well think about like the first matrix and what it tried to say it was like we were getting into we we're entering this new era of technology and the matrix was almost like a warning like we can what do we want to become you know do we want to live in a society where everyone's taking a blue pill or do you want to take live in a society where and like i feel like movies now like including this matrix movie it's not asking or doing anything interesting it's not it's not reflecting society in a real critical way. They're not asking any you're going to the theater to see a Marvel movie, you're not coming out of the theater with some new concept or I mean not to pick on Marvel movies because I, I enjoy them. Well, but you know But the most recent Spider Man movie, which I enjoyed, it was so reliant on your nostalgia that it couldn't even just be a Spider Man movie. It was like not only is this a Spider-Man movie, which is a character you are extremely familiar with and comfortable Let's with. Let's bring back all the other well, Spider-Man. Yeah, you all, here's also the other Spider-Man who you remember from your childhood, right? Which, yeah. if you hadn't seen any of the other Spider-Men, you'd be like, what? What is going on? Isn't this just Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? But it with is, like it real was, people? It is because you wouldn't thing. have known. If you didn't know who Tobey Maguire was and Andrew Garfield was... This wouldn't have made any sense to no. you. No, and it would have just been like the Spider-Man from Miles Morales or whatever, where he just—it's just a different Spider-Man from different worlds. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's the big hole in this Matrix movie. Is like the original asked the question, and it—it it made you think about, like, it opened up a whole mm-hmm. concept of virtual reality and you know where do we exist and are we a simulation? And the new one doesn't ask any of that. I feel like it's just—it's like all the other movies yeah. out now it's just nostalgia it's just relying on the same formula and i i don't know i expected more the trailer <laughs> the trailer was a fake out <laughs> the trailer was great that trailer yeah the trailer is awesome There's yeah much must watch trailer and we were we were talking about that earlier when we were watching the original uh, matrix movie just how many people must have been introduced i know i was introduced to the concept that maybe 
I don't live in a in what is reality, right? Maybe I live in a simulation. I had never, obviously, I'd never considered, considered that, that as yeah. a child until I saw this movie. And I'm sure that a lot of people were first introduced to that philosophical question through The Matrix. I don't know what this movie. Maybe it just had nothing more to say. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing more to say in the Matrix world. I hope they don't make any more. Well, and it seems like they're going to. They oh, set it up like definitely they're making oh, yeah. a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why they made this one. I know, but I'm just saying I hope cuz what else, if you have nothing to say cuz usually at least so far a lot of the, the new remakes have been okay the first ones and then they fall apart. The second's worse, the third's worse. Like in Star Wars, for example, mm-hmm. the first one was okay, the second was awful, the third one was whatever. But so if this is the if this is the good matrix, <laughs> it has nothing to say. So why say anything? Yeah. Well, money. Except, yeah, yeah, literally. Money, money talks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just always think of when I think of like sequel money grabs. I just think of how they wanted to make a new Spaceballs movie called Spaceballs, like for the search for more money or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's always what I think of. I don't know where the, because they set it up, like there's going to be a sequel. I don't know where they're going to go with it because this first one was like a carbon copy of the first Matrix movie, right? But, you know, given the little twist that Trinity is the hero, right? And also now we get the same theme song or sort of the same credits music from the original movie, right? The Rage Against the Machine song, but now it's a female singer singing, singing it, right? So obviously there is, obviously this was some type of allegory for um, Lana's journey uh, in real life. But I mean, she has I, I, she has I, but, the right to write that story. Yeah, but then but Why? then this movie ends the same way that the third movie ends with a, a perfect. They set out to create a perfect version of the Matrix. So I just don't know where this next movie is possibly going to go. I will see, I guess. But I thought I'm more interested in the philosophy of it. Or yeah, then and so I just thought this one didn't have a lot to add, unfortunately. And they're still stuck in the Matrix. Yeah. Like I I thought more progress would have made i know they had the war of the machines and that sort of thing but it seemed like eh, everything's still pretty terrible and they're still stuck in the matrix and that didn't neo change anything didn't change anything neo didn't really ultimately change anything the machines just are kind of leaving in them fact neo's alone. not even the one <laughs> yeah so and yeah so where are they going to go with this well they could try to save people again but like the planet yeah. apparently is still destroyed beyond like Maybe they, maybe the answer is just live in the reality we have. Like, how do we? Like, that's how it always. Just thought of, stop going to these movies. <laughs> that's the answer. The answer is to just not watch any more sequels. If we don't go, they won't make, they won't make any more. <laughs> but they get you because the trailer's good. So you're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be sick, and it's not. And then you're like, damn it, <laughs> you tricked me again. <laughs> damn it, Warner Bros. The uh, the the video game tech demo that they released too. I got is excited. Sick. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a tech demo for Unreal Engine 4, and it was really fun. And also, in that, like, just a little video game demo, it is also very self-referential. Just just like Neo, like, looks at the camera, and it's a trailer for Unreal Engine, and he looks at the camera, and he goes, it all feels very unreal. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know what sells, right? God so. damn it. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're just in the new age of everything is... Everything is carbon copy because it's a, there's a formula in it. That's what sells. And if you wink at the camera, it's okay. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I mean, Deadpool set the. Yeah, but Deadpool did that. it. Yeah, at least at least Deadpool. I know Deadpool wasn't the first to break the third wall, but yeah. it, fourth. It, 
Sorry, yeah. Fueler's fourth <laughs> wall. <laughs> Break down the side wall. I mean, he was br- he he, he um, did crash through a lot of walls. He crashed That's... through all the walls. No, it wasn't it wasn't the first to do that, but it's kind of popularized that idea lately. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't want to be too critical. We've been very critical of this movie so far, so I want to talk about maybe some of the things we liked about it. Um, I thought that. It was awesome a little bit to be back in the Matrix again, even if it wasn't, um, you know, f- didn't feel fully fleshed out. But just like seeing the outfits again was really fun. I really liked the swarm mode <laughs> that <laughs> they activated. Zombie <laughs> mode, basically. That was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of creepy that a whole idea that the robots created like guardians for. So like you could be dating or married to like, or your child could not be a real person it could yeah. just it could be a um unit or uh, what are they like a computer uh, program that's turned off like it's just yeah. acting like a human yeah and it's then, just dormant and then you can just turn on swarm swarm mode and your wife just gets up and also jumps out the window <laughs> just to be like a like a suicide bomb yeah like to maybe hurt neo like that's crazy that was okay of the entire movie thank you for reminding me of that when people were just human bombing the cars by jumping out of the windows that was so goddamn cool that was that was like that movie's action sequence like that was the scene yeah that was so cool it was disturbing but super disturbing but super original too it's like i have never seen something this insane before yeah it reminded me a little bit of uh, we were talking about Magnolia on the last podcast, the raining frogs and the frogs just like pelting Ooh, down yeah, on top of cars, cool. except for the time it was humans just falling from the sky. It was like exploding upon impact. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was disgusting. And then the, I love that one shot in the diner at the end when it's just a swarm of humanity trying to get between Neo and and Trin- are they trying to get between? Yeah, they're yeah. trying to stop them from getting yeah, so they're trying to stop they're, they're them, from, to stop them from, from touching each other. That's those are some really yeah. really great shots there through the crowd of of both of them. Yeah, I liked um I liked some of the I thought the beginning was strong. I I liked some of the some of like the the ideas like the keeping like I like how the idea that Neo they allowed Neo to create the matrix in the matrix so that they could like placate him so if any um if he thought of anything or if he remembered anything Sorry, I thought my phone was going off. If he th- if he thought of any if he remembered anything from his life, that it would be um, he he's crazy because it's it's all like planted in his mind that he created it. He, he yeah he, he would think oh that must have just been an well, idea that the, must have just been an idea I had before about yeah, how like, to create this game. I created the Matrix and so it can't be real because I created Morpheus yeah. and I created Trinity, like so I thought it was pretty clever a way to like placate him because he he won't question reality if he thinks he's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a very clever way of yeah. uh, of devising a way of like keeping enslaving him, him enslaving yeah. him in a very psychologically manipulative way. Think about it, because he's in that matrix for sixty years. Yeah, that's right? what they yeah that him and Trinity had found each other multiple times or whatever, and they had restarted it. Yeah, so, so he, yeah, it was sixty years in real world time that he's in that matrix. Mm-hmm. Did you like? Did you like anything? I mean, like I said, I liked it when all the people were killing themselves. Um, <laughs> Who were you thinking maybe of doing isn't that? the best way of phrasing that. But <laughs> he was watching movies. Like, I wish I could do that right now. <laughs> uh, it it was good. It was good. I I wish they had Keanu Reeves do more good action sequences. Um, oh, and I, we didn't touch on the fact that. Oh, I, I this is another thing I liked how 
in the original series, Neo dressed like when he goes into the Matrix, he's got the sunglasses, the cool coat. In this one, Neo is obviously not the same Neo because he goes into the Matrix, he's just got his long hair. He's just perpetually he's just looking homeless. Yeah, yeah he just doesn't care. It was anymore, sad yeah. Keanu. <laughs> it was interesting too how they, when they looked in the mirror at themselves, they they see the old the reflection of what everyone sees. Well, yeah, they they see themselves. They see he sees Keanu Reeves when he looks in the mirror, but everyone else sees guy who looked kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio in old, old man makeup. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that Leo? And then it was gone. I was like, ah, I don't know. I gotta I like, watch it. this again. <laughs> that looked like Leonardo DiCaprio wearing old makeup. I don't know. That was, yeah. Yeah. But that, so th- I don't know. That was semi, a semi interesting idea, I guess that they kind of tried to hide Neo and Trinity like, like we from said, each other by giving them different faces. I think this movie had some like, good concepts but that's all they were they were concepts and they never they were never evolved into actual ideas mm-hmm. and i think that's where it struggles is to evolve from concepts to ideas and then it just seems to forget it asked any questions and just goes now they fly <laughs> like so who cares no who cares very good group? summary yeah. i agree yeah, right? yeah. yeah all right well is that it is that all we want to say did you want to do more philosophy talk since we have jacob? are we good jacob do you want well, that was the whole issue though is i was trying to decipher what the yeah. philosophic implications and questions were and they were kind of all over the place if they existed and uh, i don't know yeah i i said this earlier it, it just kind of touched on the same uh, questions that the matrix reloaded asked about is is choice real but instead of just asking okay but is, i got a real question now like i don't want to talk about the matrix i'm asking you is choice real as a as a philosophy major he, yes okay i know i've heard people say in philosophy that choice isn't real it's a it's like a you know well maybe if you believe in the existence of a god who predetermines your fate then you don't believe the choice is all right was reality real or does it matter does real is reality real like does it matter if reality is real like if if we live in a simulation Uh, does it matter it doesn't because you experience everything you. is real to me i'm experiencing right now right so if someone were to punch me in the face i would feel pain yes so that's real to me but so it doesn't matter if we're in a simulation because i still feel all the same things like like if someone came up to me and said hey you're in a simulation and then i got hit by a car i, was, <laughs> I don't care that i'm in a simulation at that point Do you know what i'm trying to get at so does it matter well i would say if truth matters to you then it matters if but what is truth in a simulation well reality would be the context in which that is real or not real true or not true are you being punched in the face but what is being punched in the face right is what i'm trying to get at like if i feel being punched in the face even a thing that exists (laughs) well if i'm getting punched in the face right yes and even if it's simulation of a punch in the face but i still feel the pain then to me that's pain so then who cares if it's simulated well (laughs) <laughs> and this is why I, this is why i would just take the blue pill and eat the juicy steak i still want to know because i would rather get punched in the face for real <laughs> <laughs> than be simulated than, than have this face. wussy little simulation punch me in the face i want to feel that that knuckle right in my teeth All right. that, that matters That's, i just wanted to ask a real philosophy question because i read somewhere some philosopher said it doesn't matter if we're in a simulation if you feel if like reality is re- reality is what is real to you. Yeah, no, definitely people say that these are definitely real, good philosophic questions. Um, 
my issue is that um, if you say it doesn't matter because it's a simulation, um, why would anything matter if it's real too? If True. it's real, real, or if it's a simulation or, or virtual, and you say, well, it doesn't matter because it's virtual, but it does feel real. I mean, it's just nihilistic thinking. And that's fine because nihilism is a big part in philosophy too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if nothing matters, then well, I do anything. And the search for meaning is a very big part of philosophy as well. Why search for meaning? Where does meaning come from? On what grounds, what fundamental grounds do we derive meaning from? This is the basis of ethics as well. Um, these are ongoing questions. I wouldn't say there's exact answers Unsolved. to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we can continue to ask questions about them, but like, yeah. I wouldn't hazard to uh, give you an answer to anything yeah. like this. <laughs> it just reminds me of what you just said. Like, does it, does it matter? It just reminds me of in grade five when I traded a hockey card for a different hockey card yeah and i i was worried that i got ripped off and i was like talking to my teacher and i was like ah, maybe the other card was worth more and he just went is that card do you like that card and i was like yeah i like this card i traded for he's he's like, like, he, he said, do you like it more than the one yeah. that you had before i was like yeah i do he's like then who cares who cares you like that card who cares yeah, but one day that guy that you sold that traded that card who sells his card for five hundred thousand dollars because it's a collectible right. and your card's worthless but my card but <laughs> so my, it does matter game but my card made me happy so yeah but happiness i'd rather have money <laughs> <laughs> and that's a real philosophical <laughs> answer and that is why we have this matrix yeah. <laughs> all right well here let's let's give our our reviews and then we'll uh sign off i gave this movie three and a half stars because it made me feel good and i don't care that it's comfort food whatever keep feeding it to me lana wachowski i don't man i don't care i think i gave it three and a half but i think after this conversation i'd probably do a three you're gonna give it a three yeah That's what I, I wonder if i think i, I came out more because of nostalgia and I, when i was rating i was like ah but it's matrix so i gave it an extra half but i, I should have gave it three I just, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed the action, really, and that's why I gave it three and a half. Um, yeah. I think I was originally probably at a three, but after this conversation, I think I upgraded it to three and a half. Just oh, wow. because oh, you, you guys, you, I think you guys like helped me think a little bit more. Maybe about I'll keep it, it at three and a half. Critique it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> that's my reality. I'll do whatever he Carl, does. Carl's like, I, yeah, I was going to downgrade it to a three, but now that smart Jacob said that he's going to give it a three and a half, I've been peer pressured successfully. Three and a half it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that that's probably enough. Thanks for listening to our New Year's Eve uh, extravaganza. It's about to hit midnight right now, so oh, wow. we're, we're gonna the... we're gonna sign off and uh, go ring in the New Year. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later.